welcome to the Grapeseed Official Podcast. We are back with another This and That episode, so welcome, Miklos. Oh, it is very nice to be here again. Thank you, Adam. When we talked about what the topic of the day was, Miklos brought up that he wanted to talk about our language arts elements in the program. We spend a lot of time really focusing on the oral language part, which is really the the foundation of Grapeseed, but we do have a lot of language arts built in. So we want to talk about those a little bit and why they're so important. So the floor is yours, Miklos. Yeah, thanks, man. Language arts is one of those terms that I think means something different to to whoever you ask it's kind of like student-centered learning like that if you when you're talking about language arts like you have to make sure that whoever you're talking with has the same definition of of language arts as you do and also the the reason for this topic today is because here in uh, in our coaching team i just noticed through the coaching reports and through our through our our weekly discussions for through gravesy talks this the the topics related to language arts like uh, phonics instruction and readers and writers and assembly on the whiteboard and all those things, they come up really frequently. And teachers sometimes uh, have struggles with certain parts of the language arts parts of the curriculum. So I just thought it's a it's high time to to just address language arts directly. But but like I said, the, the most important thing, I think, to begin with, uh, especially if you're listening right now and you're like, language arts, okay, I think I know what that means to me, but what does it mean uh, to to in the in the context of grapeseed? And obviously, you can go to the teacher manual, and there's uh, several pages worth of explanation about language arts, uh, and I definitely recommend that uh, you review it from time to time because it's it's very detailed and, and very comprehensive and it's extremely helpful and you got to keep it in mind all the time. But basically, language arts activities are are the things that you do in your classroom, in your lessons that develop students' comprehension and ability to use written uh, written language. I was going to say written <laughs> over enunciating, but yeah, to use written language. And that means specifically reading, spelling, and then later on, obviously after units, after unit 21 and then up, literature and composition. And also language arts skills in grapeseed, like you said a second ago, Adam, like the language arts skills that are taught in the grapeseed curriculum are there to support and reinforce the oral communication skills that students develop uh, throughout. Because like you said, grapeseed is an oral language acquisition curriculum. And reading and writing, uh, language arts, basically, is there to support oral language skills and vice versa. Oral language skills support language arts. And and it should be noted, too, that in in any language, think about your first language. Uh, Whoever is listening right now, teachers and others right now, probably have a myriad of, of native languages. Uh, mine happens to be English. Um, and if you think back to when you were little and you were, were acquiring your native language, you probably, I'm guessing, you didn't start reading and writing instruction until you started school. And I use this story all the time about how if you just close your eyes and imagine the first day of first grade in any elementary school in the world, kids walk in and unless they've gone to some kind of like, you know, highfalutin kindergarten where they've done like, you know, calligraphy and stuff, which is, that's, a, that's an exceptional case. Most kids don't start 
their language arts and you know education until they start elementary school. But if you close your eyes and picture that first day of school, the thing that comes to my mind is the sounds of kids laughing and speaking fluently in their native language. And yet they, they're not really experts at reading and writing yet. That starts when you start school. And so the point of that being and the connection to grapeseed is that, uh, and th this is why grapeseed is designed the way that it is, that whatever the language is, in our case, English, you as a student, as a, as a learner of the language, need a humongous amount of language exposure before you can effectively start to read and write. Absolutely. So, and I think if you're listening, you might just think, oh, this is really obvious and this is how it should be. And we totally agree with you. But if you think about a lot of other English programs, whether they are kind of after school programs or even kind of grammatical based public school ESL classes or EFL classes, we don't really see that. We see kids who kind of walk in and it's relatively early and the first thing they have to do is start writing the alphabet. So they're they're writing down letters that they can't really read and they don't really understand what they are. They don't know the sounds for each of the letters, but they mm -hmm. just have to write their ABCs, A through Z, capital and lowercase. And that's how they start their language art skills in a lot of other programs, which now that you, if you think about it that way, how hard is it for that child to really grasp what is even going on? Like, okay, here's a, here's a, maybe it's, it's grayed out a little bit. So you trace over the letters, but you have to write oh, yeah. A to Z 26, right? Like lowercase and uppercase, but are you really learning anything? Is that really applicable knowledge to you at that point? Not really. Yeah, it's, that's, that falls under the category to me of just rote memorization of what for a lot of kids just equals hieroglyphics. Uh, there's no context. And of course, students need to learn the alphabet in order to be effective communicators of the English language, just like you but need to learn the writing to, system not of to any language. their first step. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, and that's why, and this, uh, this, this perfectly segues into the other thing that I, I think about all the time, which is a, a lot of teachers that we, that we work with, are a lot of teachers get it automatically but but for some teachers who especially teachers who have come from teaching other kinds of curriculums where where it's you know rote learning or it's not definitely not a functional notional kind of experience for those students it's it's more okay let's start with the alphabet and i, I always and i've taught i've taught those before in the long before grapeseed like you know where you start teaching the kids you know and you start with the uh, we start with the capital letters and then I remember coming to the first grapeseed training ever, and they were just they were like, "No, we're going to start with the lowercase letters." And I was like, "Really? Why?" And and when the when the trainer told me, because most of written language in English is lowercase letters, yep. why not just start with them? And I was like, "Oh my gosh, that makes so much sense." And so that's yeah, uh, basically, grapeseed is an oral language curriculum, an oral language acquisition curriculum, and the language arts skills, the reading and writing, and everything, and everything that that you know that's connected to that is built in to reinforce oral language. And it's all it's all built in contextually, not just, you know, it's not as a separate thing. It's like, okay, we're going to do, you know, we're going to sing songs and do stories. And then we're going to, you know, do this completely other thing that's not connected, like writing the alphabet. We don't do that in Grapeseed. Everything is connected. Everything has a meaning. I was kind of looking through and thinking, you know, about uh, you know, preparing for today. I was thinking about 
from the student's perspective, what does what is what is their language arts experience? And so I decided to start at the beginning, and I was looking at you know unit one, lesson one on the lesson plan, and I was just uh, reminded that, uh, and this this isn't explicitly said anywhere in the teacher manual, but it's it's obvious to anybody who has taught it or has just you know uh, looked through the, the the teacher manual or has even just observed grapesy classes, language arts skills uh, instruction begins on day one of you know lesson one unit one lesson one the the very it starts with a song of course um but the very second component of the entire curriculum is the monkey poem where the teacher and it's the first day so kids are going to be like looking and listening and maybe a few kids will will get that the teacher wants them to air write the d and the m phonograms uh, but they'll probably just look and listen and which is exactly what they should be doing and uh, and when students see their teacher air write those letters, no no pencils yet, not for a couple months until they start unit three, of course. Um, when they see that, that that they see the the shapes on the cards, those you know the 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 D, the D and the M and the, and the teacher says D, D. This is D. It's D and then air writes and then M. Mm. That is essentially their first step in their language arts journey because. That's the beginning of learning how to read and write. Is is those is just learning this, learning the letters and their sounds. Because then, what's more important, yeah. really? Like if you're if you're thinking about this in terms of just the educational value, we could hand out pencils day one and say, okay, boys and girls, draw a D and draw an M. But yeah, and that that could be valuable practice and how to hold a pencil. But are they really going to understand what those letters mean? Are they really going to be able to commit them to memory? Not really. What they're going to be able to do in class with their teacher in a very low affective filter environment mm. is start to understand the sound that is associated with that letter and be able to start recognizing that letter when they see it. But we don't necessarily need them to produce it on their own with their own hand on day one, because we have more important things to deal with, which we're doing with the phonics side of things. Yeah. And, and like I said before too, like, I mean, language arts instruction begins right there at the beginning of the very first lesson, but the first 10 to 20 units of grapeseed is mostly devoted to oral language skills. And the language arts is just a steady you know, a day and, and daily. I mean, obviously anybody who's been who's teaching grapeseed right now, especially those uh, early units knows that there is daily phonics practice and it's just a steady progression. It's, it's, you know, you have a, your, your daily dose of, you know, 40 minutes of, of, of grapeseed is in the early units is, you know, 90% oral language, listening, comprehending, constructing meaning and practicing speaking. And along the way, in the context of that oral language acquisition practice is the the progression of learning in language arts. And again, like I mentioned, like with the, the monkey poem. So you start with simple phonograms and their phonemes, just the single letters. And then little by little, you know, when, when students practice those and 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 learn them and and they acquire it, they acquire that skill of being able to look at a letter and know what sounds it makes and in the context of you know you know words that they know that have those sounds and then you know from unit four you start with the you know assembly on the whiteboard you start blending and segmenting and putting practicing putting those sounds together to make words that the kids already know again connected to oral language skills 
and they reinforce each other. And then, and then you've got the, you know, they, they practice decoding and then, then you get into multi-letter phonograms and then reading and then the writing and then the dictation and the creative writing that comes much later in units 21 and up. So it's little by little. And I'll probably say this too many times today because I say it too many times all the time. I'm like a broken broken record with this. But like when it comes to language arts skills in Grapeseed, this is where following the lesson plans is so critical because uh, the the progression of learning, the, you know, the starting that's starting with, uh, you know, the, the monkey poem and then progressing through the curriculum daily with daily practice that has been meticulously planned. And it's also been uh, designed so that students are building confidence in the skills. I'm sure there are teachers listening right now who can relate. I know I can because I've, I've had this experience in the past where you get to a certain point, you know, you have a class that's, you know, you've been teaching for a few years and then one day you're on, you know, like, you know, unit 11 and you're doing the writers and you've got a few kids who, who just throw their hands up and they're just like, oh, this is too hard for me. And you, and I, as a teacher, I just think to myself, wow, I, I, I didn't fail, but I didn't do everything that I could do to make sure that they were building confidence this entire time. And so following the lesson plans will ensure that you are making sure that your students, like you said, to in a low affective filter environment, that they're practicing daily. One of those, one of the really big examples there of how the lesson plans kind of have corrected what we've done in the past is that before lesson plans, we would suggest that teachers review phonograms sometimes. So for example, mm. if you're teaching unit six, you want to bring in W and Q sometimes from unit five and review them, but it's always hard to really keep track of, okay, if I'm on unit six, I have all these phonograms from five, four, three, two, one that I have to yeah. review and how am I going to do that systematically? So inevitably certain phonics practice gets lost in the shuffle. Whereas now with the lesson plans, pretty much right from the, the jump, when you start getting into unit two, for example, or unit three, mm -hmm. the lesson plans then have a short section of, okay, grab the, the stack of phonograms that you're not teaching that day and from the previous units and just run through mm -hmm. them with the kids really quickly. So there's, yeah. there's that kind of systematic review built into the program that where it wasn't before that will help keep all those things in students' minds. So as you start getting into those harder and more complicated writing activities in unit 11, like you mentioned, Miklos, then mm -hmm. they're going to be much more success, successful with them because those phonics are more fresh in their minds than they were before. Yeah. And with phonics, like with many things, it requires, and usually in the lesson plan, it just has like one minute to one minute and 30 seconds, but it's every day, every single day, just a quick, you know, review of, of the sounds to make sure that every student gets yeah, it. And because they, they properly learned them before, but as we all know with kids, they can remember things very well, but they can also forget things really quickly. So it's, it's good just to yeah. kind of keep it like just present in their orbit of what they need to kind of keep refreshing in their mind. Yeah. And, and they also get the review of, of those things through, you know, when you do whiteboard assembly, you know, from, you know, units four through 10 and up from, from simple short words through sentences, you're basically reviewing phonics there too, but you're also showing them how it all goes together. And that's, that's a key element of language arts skills instruction. And so, so yeah, basically following the lesson plans ensures that your students are building confidence every day. 
uh, and that's going to directly affect their oral communication skills as well as their reading and writing skills. Uh, because again, like I, yeah, I'm a broken record about many things. Those things reinforce each other, but the oral language skills, exposure and practice needs to come first. And but luckily with Grapeseed, the the study progression of language arts is is integrated into that. And then of course, as as many of you know, from units 21 and up, the balance shifts to more reading and writing. However, it's still based in oral language instruction. So language arts and oral language are they're intertwined. Uh, in grapeseed, they're not they're not taught as you know separate separate entities. And you asked you you were t- talking before about other kinds of programs, other language learning uh, curriculums and things like that. Something that always is on my mind about a big difference from uh, about what we do versus other programs is that, especially with when with language arts, is that in grapeseed, it's it's about building confidence with comprehension and speaking through reading and writing there's no like you said like we're just you know starting off just okay guys let's write the alphabet like there's we're, we're not gonna you know we're, we're not um saying that like other programs are well i kind of think other programs are not as good as grapeseed but that's just my I, i'm up i'm biased but like focusing on like you know writing drills and penmanship and like you know finishing writing assignments just for the sake of finishing it and like doing rote kind of desk work that students already do all day at school, it, that we avoid that in grapeseed because we want to keep the affective filter low and because our our philosophy in grapeseed is that that reading and writing and language art skills, like with everything else in the curriculum, is every day is practice. There's no... Teachers are formatively assessing their students so that they know how to instruct them going forward. But students should never feel like language arts is something that's going to be meticulously, you know, graded or checked for. Um, I mean, the teacher will, you know, check and make sure that that students are progressing, of course. But if they, you know, if they can't write, you know, if their penmanship isn't good right now, it's okay unless they're purposely like writing messy, and that's you know that's for the teacher to figure, you know, to decide. But every day is practice. And, and well, let's talk about that as kind of like the last big topic of this mm. podcast, because I think that's a really good one, is the writers themselves and the thinking around the writers. Because I think all teachers, even I was guilty of this too when I first saw the writer, because we've all seen similar things in our own education that, okay, it's a workbook. You you get it. You mm-hmm. have to go through systematically each page everything has to be done and you have to either grade it or have the students grade it. And you just, you have to complete it. That's just how you do it It, or it's homework or something like that. But what we're doing with our writers is not that it's not your standard workbook that you've, that you've received in elementary school or junior high school that must be completed. And it's not fun to do and all that kind of stuff. So let's get into that a little bit more Miklos. Well, basically when students, especially when they start out with, like with the writers, but again, like I said before, like you know, uh, language arts skills through 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 the air writing, through whiteboard assembly, through everything, so it's all integrated into the oral language acquisition framework of the curriculum. But specifically with writers, and to a certain extent, readers too, students should understand, and you, as a teacher and surrounding stakeholders in your school too need to 
make sure and also with parents need to understand this too because parents focus on writers a lot and they're, they're they have a certain kind of strict view of the writers because it's it's one of the only really visible pieces of evidence of their students learning so like for example that we've talked about this before but and it comes up all the time here in our team that there's uh, you know schools will tell us that parents complain that their student didn't finish all of their writer assignments and that's from our standpoint that's okay but what they did do in their writer did they do it with joy and confidence because if they if they're being basically you know quote unquote forced just to finish the assignment just so that their parents can see a completed assignment but they are not gaining confidence and they're not having any joy then that's not grapesy and are the and, phonics being reinforced that that's yeah, yeah that's also the the big focus there is it doesn't matter even if even if specifically the writer doesn't do this but even if the writer specifically said write 10 capital a's on this line and five capital or five lowercase a's on the next line and you wrote nine that doesn't mean you've failed the it, mm. the whole point is okay are you saying the sounds at a uh, uh, each time you write it are you really committing those to memory as you're writing it that's more of the focus than okay you wrote 10 good job complete mission complete you're done yeah exactly the the sense of achievement that students should feel comes from the ability to communicate not in in finishing the drill it's it's so for 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 one student it'll be you know writing six letter a's and saying the sounds and saying wow i know that and then writing the you know filling in the 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 word like ah, apple oh i know that word and i can write it now that's where the sense of achievement comes from from practicing and getting and feeling that that with that wonderful feeling that kids just just they 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 mainline it every day that that sense of like i'm learning things because students kids especially just intrinsically they're they're hardwired to just soak up learning and and if it's you know if they're if they're feeling that sense of achievement from learning every day in your classroom especially when it comes to the language arts and specifically writers then that's the goal another another student might only write 3 and maybe their penmanship isn't that great but if they feel the same sense of achievement of understanding that that's a and that it has those four sounds and that you can write the word apple and know what that is and then talk about it with your friends and your teacher and if they reach that same sense of achievement that they're that they're learning then that is success simply sending home assignments that are complete is not success if, Absolutely. Well, I mean, it, without students feeling the confidence and the joy and the the motivation to continue learning, because it's I've seen this so many times where teachers will do like what you did, like uh, like like what you described, like just taking what you know from your own personal experience growing up and going to school, and then with other other programs where you know workbooks are just you know desk work, just you know just write it, fill it out, you know just you know uh, and take it home, and they'll apply that that thinking to grapeseed and that would that's a huge mistake and a lot of times we see where kids just they don't like to do the writers or they don't like to or the readers where they'll make a mistake in reading something and a teacher might say you know you might might forget that this is just practice just you know if it's okay it's actually really good to make mistakes that's how you remember and how do you how you grow and get better at things and lang language arts and grapeseed is is that it's just daily practice because philosophically, yeah. what we're doing 
is we're we're taking the road less traveled, right? We're we're making the the harder path for ourselves, but it's going to lead to greater student success in the end. It's very easy to okay, write those 10 capital A's and write those lowercase 10 A's. And then that's a really easy way to judge. Did the student do the assignment or not? Yes or no. Instead of just looking at output on that level, we're trying to take the deeper approach of, okay, whatever output is on the page is great. Are we really fostering that understanding? It's very similar to how we get students to speak, right? We don't just on day one, we're not sitting there repeating, uh, how are you today? I'm fine. Thank you. And you and having students repeat us <laughs> yeah. 20 times just so they can say that. And we can say, Hey, look, we've gotten students to speak on the first day. Look how great our program is. Instead, we take the long approach of, okay, we know you're going to be quiet for a while. We're going to give you all the input and exposure that you need to understand the language on your own so that when you actually speak, you're going to be speaking naturally and not just repeating phrases. To me, those two are our approach to writers and our and language arts in general and our approach mm -hmm. to speaking are very similar. We're willing to take the the longer, harder route, but it will lead our students to greater success in the end. Oh yeah, the payoff is much better. And it's my feeling on this and, and the way that I talk about it with, with my team and the way that they talk about it with teachers is remember that this it's a process. As a, as a grapeseed teacher, you can really m make great leaps if you focus, if you have more of a process-oriented way of thinking rather than just an outcome orientation where you just like the outcome orientation way of thinking would just be up oh, finish the writer that's you know we you know success no it's a it's a process it's a continual process and when students wherever they finish the curriculum uh in your school they will they will they will get language art skills and they will take those out into the world and to other schools or wherever they go in their life and they will continue that process and the best thing you can do for your students is to is to help them form an identity of of the of like a process oriented identity where every day learning is is joyful and fun and and it's it's not a it's it's not just doing drills and turning in assignments yeah it's 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 a, it's a fundamental change of mindset from other kinds of programs you know I, I like how you put it we we kind of just have a have a ph philosophical difference in that taking taking the long road pays off in the end, because it's not just about English. It's about, it's about confidence with communication and living a, a fulfilling life as a, as an excellent communicator. You landed the plane. Look at you. Uh, yeah. I would, is it okay if I just uh, summarize three points to, Go for to, it. to, to, to make, uh, th th this will be if, the landing. If gear. you are um, able to summarize, then you are more than allowed to summarize. I I think I can do it. So basically, just to summarize, and this topic, I've been looking forward to talking about this with you for so long. So I want to make sure that just to make sure that if whoever listens, if you've gotten this far, take these three things away with you. One, if you're not already, definitely, especially when it comes to language arts, use the lesson plans. Follow the lesson plan instructions for less. You know, if if you don't use it for anything else, which I hope that you do, but do it for language arts because the progression of language arts learning through the 40 units. If you do all 40 units, I, I, I tallied up, that's 1,300 lessons of meticulous exposure 
to language arts skills, and all of it is meaningful. So that's one, follow the lesson plans. Number two, keep in mind that the phonics and the word assembly and the whiteboard, uh, the whiteboard assembly and reading and writing, everything is meant to give students confidence and add to their joy of learning, not to be this sort of tedious uh, reading and writing drill every day. And finally, never forget, like we just talked about, reading and writing, language arts skills and grapeseed is never a test, it's practice. And students should uh, have that. They naturally have fun practicing things and they shouldn't be worried about, you know, getting it quote unquote right because making mistakes in a grade C class and hopefully in other parts of their lives too should be okay because that's how you learn. So I think I might have landed the plane, Adam. Good job. Be close. It's impressive. (laughs) It only took 174 podcasts or however many you've been on. I don't, you haven't been on all of them, but you've been on quite a few. Yeah. Wow. I'll try to, I'll try to keep this momentum going for next time. Well, thanks for joining us. Well, you're welcome. If you have any comments, questions, or anything you'd like to send into the show at mailcarrier at grapeseed.com, please do so. And as always, thank you for listening and good luck in the classroom. Goodbye, my friends, goodbye. I'm sad to say goodbye. It was a good day, but now I will say goodbye, my friends, goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.